1: Our number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. Thanks to John Stover, Ohio Value Voters. Join us at 1133 to explain why he's encouraging people who contribute to his organization not to attend the Trump rally on Saturday. It has nothing to do with Donald Trump. They were among the first to endorse Donald Trump in 2016, 2020. But uh, he, John Stover, is a guy who heads an organization that has endorsed Josh Mandel. And he is calling for a boycott of the rally to push back against President Trump's endorsement of J.D. Vance. I'll be at the rally on Saturday. Love to greet you there. Come up, say hello. I'll be speaking at 4 o'clock. Looking forward to hearing from Mike Carey, uh, Madison Gisoto-Gilbert, and also from Max Miller as the day unfolds. J.D. Vance will speak, of course, and the former president will take the stage at 7 p.m. You can get your tickets at donaldjtrump.com backslash events, or just click on events once you get to John, donaldjtrump.com. The doors will open at 2 p.m. The program will start at 4 p.m. Delaware County Fairgrounds. Very much looking forward to it. I'm excited to tell you about a new endeavor. Uh, You know, I've been talking to you for about the past month, maybe longer, about the need to be purposeful in our spending habits. And uh, through me voicing that on the air, that it was bugging me that I was buying products from big companies that were then taking my consumer dollars and donating to causes I hate like Planned Parenthood and on and on and on, the LGBTQ agenda and all the others, uh, I was contacted by some really good people who run a private shopping club. And it's an American company. They are pro-life. They do not donate to any woke causes. Uh, i vetted them through friends of mine who know about this club. I can't give you the name of the club because they don't advertise. The only way they get customers, is through people who approach influencers, I guess that's what I am, and say, I'd like to hear more. So you can go to PatriotSwitch.com. Patriot Switch, the idea behind it is, Patriots Unite in where we shop. Our money then does not go to big corporations that spend their money to lobby against things we believe in. PatriotSwitch.com, the How Did You Hear About Us menu, I think my name's the first one there, Bruce Hooley. Click on that, and then I'll know you're interested. I'll reach out to you either by phone, by email. We'll chat. I'll tell you all about it. And I'm excited about it. Patriotswitch.com. How did you hear about us? Click the drop-down menu and click my name. Okay. Tomorrow, schools throughout, well, America, but certainly Central Ohio, given the wokeness at Gehanna Jefferson, Columbus Academy, I don't have enough time left in the show to list them all. Upper Arlington, Dublin, Hilliard, and Olentangy, to name but a few, will be observing the LGBTQ+, umlaut, ampersand, hyphen, underscore, day of silence. This, of course, is endorsed by administrators and others at schools around here, including the principal at Olentangy Liberty Middle School, Nicole Carruthers. Here's an email from Nicole to a concerned parent who said, this is going to disrupt the school day. You put my kid at a disadvantage. If my kid does not observe the day of silence, then my child gets berated by others. We just want to go to school and learn and respond to the teachers. And how's my kid going to learn if the teachers aren't talking because the teachers are afraid to talk? Because if they talk, then, oh, you're a bigot. You don't support the day of silence. You can see the myriad ways this can go wrong. So the mom reached out. And, oh, Principal Nicole Carruthers wrote the following. Thank you for sharing your thoughts regarding this upcoming event. This event is highlighted on the Olentangy Local School District Equity and Inclusion Calendar for April, as if that makes it right, which led Olentangy Middle School's FACE Club I could have come up for an acronym for FACE, but hmm, probably shouldn't. To express via student's and their advisor, Elizabeth Tate, to participate. Elizabeth has been collaborating with myself and Michaela Thomas, Assistant director, director of Equity and Inclusion. Can you believe they're wasting their money on such a nonsense job as Assistant Director? So there's a director at the middle school and an Assistant Director of Diversity and Inclusion at Olentangy. How many middle schools do you think they got? How many high schools they got? Four. What a grift equity and inclusion is. We have been working with Michaela Thomas, assistant director Director of equity and inclusion, to support this group of students in participating in an age-appropriate and meaningful way. Well, of course. Age-appropriate is important here. It's not important when you're indoctrinating first, second, and third graders in sexual ideology. Then age-appropriate goes right out the woke window. Students who choose to attend tonight's Face Club meeting will learn more about the Day of Silence and make the decision for themselves if they participate. Sure they will. Sure they will. I bet they will. Frau Tate, their advisor, is telling them how important it is to participate. I'm sure they'll go, no thanks, Frau Tate. I'm going to pass on this one. Students are not being encouraged nor expected to participate. Oh, no. Hmm. By the way, I have some oceanfront property in New Mexico to sell you. Frau Tate is being responsive to student voices sharing interest in this event as we continue to support a culture of inclusive excellence and the development of students who are purposeful, resilient, curious, and kind. Oh, don't you feel more progressive from having heard that? Bit of woke nonsense from Nicole Carruthers. Yikes. This woman's probably drawing a salary of about eighty grand as a principal at Olin Tangy Middle School. Meanwhile, in Upper Arlington, elementary school teachers are making available to elementary students all kinds of books that indoctrinate them in how normal it is to be transgender. One of the books, one of the books is called Jack. Not Jackie, it's on the approved reading list in Upper Arlington. And I was able to go on YouTube and I was able to find uh, a very interesting person reading a selection from Jack, Not Jackie. But before we get to that, uh, let me just tell you that the person reading it is a cross-dressing male who prefaced reading the selection from Jack, Not Jackie... By saying this, grab a warm drink. This won't take a bit. The time has come for some queer lit.
2: Jack, not Jackie. Written by Erica Silverman and illustrated by Holly Hatman. Susan thinks her little sister Jackie has the best giggle. She can't wait for Jackie to get older so they can play forest fairies and be explorers together. But as time passes, Jackie shows no interest in those games and prefers to play with mud and would rather be called Jack. This children's book is perfect for kids all the way through elementary school, but especially ages four to eight.
1: Perfect for kids all the way through elementary school. This freak says, especially ages four through eight. Ages four through eight, really? You have a sister, but the sister doesn't like to play with dolls and doesn't want to play fairies. Perfect for kids four through eight. Now, that won't be confusing to them at all. Ah, please continue.
2: Please, please continue. On haircut day, I go first. Not too much, Mama. I like it swinging. But Jackie says, more, more, more. So Mama cuts and cuts. Stop, Mama, stop, I shout now jackie looks like a boy jackie says i am a boy mama is quiet finally she says well jackie's been trying to tell us that for a long time i love that the perspective character in this book is jack's older sister susan Through her, we're given a guide to show and explore some of the tense areas around transition, while also giving the child reading or listening the perfect model to follow. Susan isn't perfect herself, but learns to accept and then celebrate her brother's journey with him in the end.
1: I'm sorry to ruin your lunch with that selection. Again, for the umpteenth time. We have to have compassion and empathy if kids are genuinely trapped in gender confusion. But most of them make that journey with an adult at their back pushing them into it, telling them that things that were innocuous in our era, a girl who was a tomboy, a boy who liked playing with dolls, were phases the kids would grow out of, which. Even now, despite all the indoctrination and despite all the encouragement to find your authentic self and your true identity and celebrate who you really are at your core, even with all that, statistics show now that well more than 70% of kids who undergo these radical, damaging, twisted treatments of hormone blockers, heaven forbid, gender reassignment surgery, End up regretting it and wishing that they had just been left alone to figure it out on their own. I rail against it because it is a demonic attempt to obliterate the family structure that is ordained by God in Scripture. It is an affront to an authoritative, infallible God who does not make mistakes in the sex that boys and girls are born with. I believe with all my heart that God knew everything about me before I drew my first breath, before he knit me together in my mother's womb. That is why every life is precious. That is why there are no accidents in the sex of any human being. And so again, compassion Understanding, empathy, guidance, but not enabling, not indulgence, not encouraging a young person to go down a road that will be unspeakably self-destructive for them. So in the course of hearing from friends and troubled parents in the Upper Arlington School District, I was made aware not only of the book Jack, Not Jackie, and other books, uh, but the fact that uh, Upper Arlington has a teacher in the elementary schools at Greensview Elementary who was fired from Marysville for purchasing and uh, bringing into the library uh, books that feature issues of gender identity, cross-dressing, and uh, gender roles. Now, uh, this teacher's name is Austin Syar, and I don't know if Austin is a good teacher or not, but I wish he'd leave his sexuality out of the classroom for third graders because it has no place in there. He was fired in Marysville because he did not get permission from his principal before ordering the books, which was expressly against district policy. Now, look, he's free to do what he wants to do on his private Twitter pages and the like. He uh, has in the past promoted Pride Month and all that. I may disagree with his ideology, but there's nothing. Uh, it's a free country, and I believe in the marketplace of ideas. And so uh, I don't would not attempt to censor anyone, nor would I want uh, them to attempt to censor me. Of course, that is the go-to for the LGBTQ lobby, Uh, the very agenda of Day of Silence speaks to that. Day of Silence is purported as, well, uh, we are going to be quiet to call attention to all the hatred that is directed toward us. But Day of Silence also has an oppressive, uh, inbred kind of pressure with it, which is if you don't observe the Day of Silence well, then you must be against the day of silence. So this is how nefarious that movement is, is that you are shamed, you are doxxed just for going about your normal activities, right? So uh, Mr. Syar has already proven what many of us on the right fear, which is the overstepping of a loud policies and principles to get approval for things they are doing because it is a hard issue for them. Oh, they love their kids so much. They want to teach their kids so effectively. This aspect of my life is so important to me, ergo, it must be that important to my students. Now, unless he's a health instructor, and I doubt he is at the third grade level, then his sexuality preferences prejudices and the like, have no business in the classroom. Have no business in the classroom to introduce it as normal to just go buy books and bring them into school and teach from those books without getting them approved, which he did not get them approved by Marysville administrators in direct violation of school policy. It got him fired in 2019. Now it shouldn't surprise you. He shows up, he's teaching in Upper Arlington. Do you think he's learned his lesson? Well, you know, if you weren't able to get a job then I would say you'd be hesitant to do that again. But in Upper Arlington, he clearly feels comfortable in Upper Arlington because, what did I just play for you? Jack, not Jackie. He probably gets the approval of the Upper Arlington board, or he may not have to get it. He just must know from the fact of all the books that are offered there. And so this stuff is all the way through our schools. It is therefore... Clear the need, the necessity, the essential nature of House Bill 616, which will hold this off not even long enough. Not even long enough. This is the thing. Too often, far too often, as conservatives, as people who are genuinely concerned for kids, as people who treasure and prize the founding principles of our country, which is education is a founding principle. Everybody should be entitled to a quality education. But it should not be an agenda-driven indoctrination. There is no reason, none, none, for first, second, third graders and kindergartners to be subjected to sexual orientation and gender ideology topics at that age. None. Zero. Plenty of time for that. Eighth grade, ninth grade, sixth grade even. That's when we started taking health classes. Back when we went to school in covered wagons. (laughs) but we lose even if we win because House Bill 616 puts a moratorium on that kind of woke nonsense that kids can't handle only until the fourth grade. Like if Ohio's senators and state reps are not intuitive enough to see the necessity for legislation like House Bill 616 ahead of the state of Florida, if they're just going to copy it off of Florida, that's fine. That's fine. But typically, like when you copy someone else's work, you don't make the same mistake they make. So when they copied the legislation for Florida, why didn't they stiffen it a little bit when it came to the age-appropriate level? I would vehemently oppose anyone who thinks that a fourth grader or a fifth grader is an appropriate age to twist their minds with gender ideology and sexual orientation. Not until junior high school, not until the hormones start flowing. Is that stuff even remotely appropriate? I would argue it never is. But I understand that my morality is not everyone's. So, as is so often the case. Even when we lose, circular firing squad one more time. And we wonder why we're behind in the culture wars? Hmm. I don't think we should wonder too much.